Hello and welcome to Please Don't Send Me Into Outer Space, the podcast intent on exploring all that science fiction and fantasy has to offer one movie at a time. My name is Joel. My name is Sarah. I'm Aaron. My name is Joel. Oh, wait. This week was Hot Tub. Hot Tub. I really don't like the word tub. Time Machine from 2010. Directed by Steve Pink. Written by Josh Held, Sean Anders, John Morris. Starring Lizzie Kaplan and Crispin Glover. That's it. Oh, I guess I... Okay, I had John Cusack, Clark Duke... Craig Robinson and Rob Cordray and uh, I, you know, I guess Chevy Chase. Did you mention Crispin Glover? Yes, I did. Okay. But he was the star of the movie. Yeah, I, I'd say so. Crispin Glover. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the squirrel. And the squirrel. Oh, the squirrel. Starring the squirrel. Starring the squirrel. <laughs> and some other guys. That's what I was saying before the podcast. The three best things in the movie were the squirrel, the man in the bear suit, and Crispin Glover. I, I totally forgot about the man in the bear suit. How could oh, you forget the I don't man know. I don't know. I'm ashamed now. Yes. I'm very ashamed. <laughs> it's a log cabin covered in snow. You got to have a guy in a bear suit that's possibly doing things to a person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. Although there's supposed to be a dog suit in the movie, The Shining. Not oh, a, yeah. Not a bear suit. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. But mm-hmm. people think it's a bear. Anyways, Sarah, why'd you pick this movie? I didn't pick this movie. I think <laughs> I think there were three Americans in our age group who had not previously seen this movie before. <laughs> yeah. I think it was supposed to be aimed towards us, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I do think so. Yeah. You know, I saw the 80s. I experienced most of the 80s. Mm-hmm. I think maybe even people but a little bit. just as an infant. But yeah. yeah. Hmm. 83, I was born, so... This movie takes place in '86. You know, I, I really doubt it would hold up to like uh, comparing it to the time period standards. Yeah, I was five. I liked He Man. There's no He Man in this movie. I also liked He Man in yeah. 1986. Yes. So did I, guys. We were all on the same page. Why didn't we watch He Man? He Man. Oh yeah, because we were waiting for Scott. That's right. Okay. Yep. Aaron, where did this movie really come from? Well, there was a time when we started podcasting that my parents were sending me text messages stating movies they wanted to see us talk about. That's when your parents were still talking to you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> uh, you'll ha- I'll have you know, I did talk to my mom on the phone today. So So there, Joel. Yeah. I have witnesses. Mm-hmm. Campo. <laughs> she'll witness for me. Yep. I don't call my mother because she usually assumes I did something. And she's usually right. 
Oh. No, Anyways. I, anywho. Yeah, no. I, so my mom sent me a text message just kind of randomly. It's uh, probably a year ago. It was just like, you guys should watch Hot Tub Time Machine. And so at the time, <laughs> <laughs> at the time, at the time we had this, uh, just a Google Doc with mm-hmm. a bunch of movies that people recommend to us. And so I was like, what's it going to hurt? I'll put it on the list. Yeah. And so here we are. <laughs> Three experiencers who've experienced. Come to fruition. Yep. That's uh, one down, like 29 to go. That list is, is pretty... It's growing. Pretty big. It's getting there. But, I mean, it's not done. Not that we don't still want recommendations. We still do want oh, recommendations. Oh, yeah, please. We have a bunch. Please send more. It makes uh, me laugh sometimes. No, not, not at you, but at movies. No, you're laughing at the listener. Oh, okay. And it's directly into their ear Ju- holes. Judging them. <laughs> you like this movie? So do I. <laughs> Hey, man, I've experienced some things. I've seen some things mm. on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Greasy Strangler. You keep talking about Greasy Strangler. It's not coming back. We're it's traumatized. Not, <laughs> it's not. You compared this movie to Greasy Strangler already. We are we are traumatized, Jose. I, I stand by that. I stand that by uh, that movie as an experience that people should have so that we can all commiserate together. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's the pain of being alive. <laughs> what we all understand is that that was an uncomfortable movie to get through. <laughs> Imagine yourself sitting in a dark bar, and the music's playing sad on the jukebox. You look across the way, you see another person looking at their drink, and they look up at you, and you recognize that gleam. That person has also seen the Greasy Strangler. But we're talking about Hot Tub Time Machine tonight, right. which right. Uh, only has bodily functions in common with the Greasy Strangler, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say. I'd say that. Although, honestly, I don't remember anyone throwing up in that other movie. In this one, we had, I think, at least three times. Yeah, there was some throw up in this movie. No, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some throw up. There was lots of drinking. Um, naked ladies. Mm-hmm. Some naked ladies in this movie. Yes. Naked men, too. Yes. Naked men. This this movie not uh, safe for work. Now we did watch the was it the unrated. No, version? that's just what the thing said. And oh. l- unless like there's literally an extra thirty seconds of footage according, oh, okay. according to the standard length, it was the same one we watched. Joel, I'm glad you've done this research for me. Oh yeah, <laughs> thank you. Oh, there was no, as soon as I saw <laughs> that you. label said unrated, I was like, "There's no way I'm watching a longer version of this." <laughs> like, okay, so that's the same same length there. <laughs> Sarah, what'd you think of this movie? It was uh it was pretty raunchy, which I was expecting. And I actually I actually do kind of like raunchy movies sometimes. I think that they're funny. But in this case, there are a few things that didn't really work for me. I liked it, mm. but I wouldn't say that it was my favorite movie. Not even not even my favorite comedy in the past couple of years. Like, I don't think we found your favorite movie yet. I don't. <laughs> yeah. No, well, Labyrinth, that's your favorite movie. I would say, like, Deadpool, like, more successfully pulls off the kind of humor and, like, raunchiness that this is going for. But this one is more like The Hangover or something. Yeah. Or, I, like, yeah. This is definitely some sort of fantastical version of The Hangover. Yeah. That makes sense. I agree with you on that. Mm. 
That's my opinion. Um, what do you think? It just occurred to me that Crispin Glover is in this movie because it's a time travel movie. Why didn't that occur didn't to me that? before? No. That was my first thing. I, I thought so, they were going to change I his am life. so dumb. There are so many, oh, like, throwback <laughs> things they did in this movie, and there was, like, more than one homage to, like, Back to the Future <clears throat> and stuff. Other 80s movies. Yeah. Mm. You can't you can't have John Cusack in a movie without referencing some stuff. Although I don't really feel like they, they went out of their way to, like, represent movies he was in, necessarily. No. I noticed that, too. Yeah. They seem to steer clear, other than the fact that he was in an 80s, you know, homage movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was it. You didn't have him, like... Oh, he did ski in this movie. Oh, he did ski, you're right. Yeah, but that's it. I yeah. wonder if they asked him, Crap. like, hey, could you throw a this in there? And he was like, no, dude, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm a little busy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do the movie, but I'm not going to do any of my old lines from old movies. <laughs> I think they should have to, you know, <laughs> unless unless they, like, never climbed out of their 80s persona. I don't think an actor should have to, like, go back to the well whenever people want them to. Yeah. We, Nobody we, wants to be a one hit wonder. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody. That's true. Mm-hmm. I thought this was funnier than I thought it was going to be because it made me laugh a couple of times. Yeah. Usually the things I laughed at most were when they did these, the small like asides, like, no, no, you did, you did say that. Or, you know, yeah. Or, you know, did you, you know, not the like laugh out loud points or the I, I don't even know like I don't I don't know how humor works no, anymore no 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 they're, they're, this movie I you're onto something because this movie definitely had as Sarah was saying very broish moments where it's like this is the moment where you're gonna laugh because they they're filling in the blanks for you on on a bunch of ridiculous chauvinistic things yeah that's just it you know uh, yeah. I didn't mean to go down that path, but that's that's the first thing you know. It's like no. it's like yeah, we're you know yeah, let's get drunk and we're gonna do a bunch of drugs and boobs, you know? Or yeah, <laughs> yeah, know? no, it know. was like a total know. male fantasy. Yeah, it was like, yeah. what if we could go back in time to our glory days and do a bunch of chicks like we did back then? And remember in the eighties, everyone was so easy or whatever. Like it just it kind of felt like a exaggerated. Yeah, male fantasy of the 80s. But it was also but yeah, it did. It did have a lot of the stuff that that you'd have in like The Hangover or whatever. Yeah. That was just like epic fails and like gross things happening to them and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It seemed almost like there were six different writers or something like yeah, like I mean, doing comedy, like some moments were like you were saying, like yeah. super quiet comic moments, and then other moments were like super in your face, gross out, like slapstick comedy moments, and and sometimes like sometimes I like slapstick too. It oh, kind of yeah. depends on how it hits me. But the thing with the arm, like I was laughing at that at one point. <laughs> that was that yeah. was actually my favorite part of the movie was was Crispin Glover. I think that was yeah, because he's great. Oh yeah, he's one of my favorite actors, hands mm-hmm. down. I'm a big fan. Mm-hmm. I like Craig Robinson a lot. He's the what was it? his character's name is Nick, I think. Oh, okay, and uh, he's like he was in Mr. Robot this season, really, as 
he wasn't a funny character. He was no, like, that's cool. He played like a real serious. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. he, he was a scary guy, and it was like, that's great. Like, I liked him in the office. It's really cool. Yeah, I really liked him in the office. I think I've seen. Well, I've only seen like three episodes of The Office, but I remember him in that too. So yeah, well, they wrote him in in The Office to be the guy that was funny, but it was like almost like an aggressive form of comedy for him yeah. because most of the things were always like him either because uh, he was like the office or no, excuse me, the warehouse manager, right? Or or one of the workers he there, like at became, that dock area. Right? Yeah, yeah. So most of his his comedic stuff that he did in the, in the show was threats. That was like. That was the thing he did. And it, it's really good. It's yeah. really good. Like, he's really good at that kind of, like, you know, deadpan, like, you know. Yeah. 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 The, the face that Joel's making right now that you can't see. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I can only imagine him being told to do that, but not comedically. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That must be awesome. I got to catch up on that robot show. Yeah. No robots in it. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> it's all about the hackers. Yeah. Hackers of the world unite. So, quick synopsis of this movie. If you haven't seen it. If you haven't seen it, it's about four dudes on a radical trip. No, okay. Uh, what is it like? It's like... Uh, it's like four dudes on a radical four dudes trip. On a radical I mean, trip. yeah, yeah, but these, like, these guys in their 40s who are m- miserable for different reasons and then, you know... Uh, the implication is that they've done something in their life that they regret, like, a lot. Or well, something they haven't done or something, you know, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah. They well, they're, they're all at places where they're not feeling that. But especially Rob Corddry's character who has, uh, it seems like he's never been happy. Like, he's still driving the same kind of car. He's listening to the same kind of music and he attempts suicide and tries to play it off. So they're like, Hey, we're all going to go up in the mountain. Like we used to back in the eighties. It's going to be great. And of course it's run downtown. They have to take, uh, uh, Clark Duke. Every time I say that name, I I expect some cowboy. No, I expect, uh, what is that guy's name? Um, uh, never mind. I can't think of the actor. So never, never mind. I, I expect this really tough looking black guy. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> and he is not. It's, it's a little white guy. It's a Clark Duke sounds like a, a tough person. Oh yeah. The, the guy with the hoodies and the tie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 He's the, he's the tag along. And, uh, they go to the, like I said, they, they go up the mountains. The town is a wreck. The hotel looks like crap. Christopher Glover is missing an arm. <laughs> They get they get all drunk and crazy in a hot tub with some illegal uh, energy drinks. <laughs> what were they? Was Ch- Chernobyl? Is yeah, that what it's called? Some, I don't even I don't know. know. I don't. Yeah, but in the beginning, the hot tub is like gross, and there's a dead animal in it. Yeah, and then like Alakazam, the hot tub is like working, and they're like, "Hey, let's get in." It's glowing. It's glowing like a weird amber color. Yeah. Like, which means urine to me. Yeah, that's the when I saw it, <laughs> I was like, like gross. That's probably yeah. not a good thing. Yeah, yeah. totally. Not a good and thing. There's probably still dead raccoon scrapings on there, man. Get that fixed up. Anyways, it sends them back to their heyday in 1986. And they uh, are encouraged by a, the mysterious Chevy Chase repairman character to live out their 
previous timeline without deviating. Otherwise, there might be crazy things. Although he keeps talking in cryptic ways, which is great. Like, he never comes out and says anything. He's just like, you gotta do it by dawn. You actually, that stuff. yeah, Chevy Chase was actually kind of interesting in this movie. I expected them to overuse him, and I think they actually succeeded in just just enough for you to not be like, oh, there he is again. You know? It's just like... <laughs> yeah. I think the reveal of them being in a different time time was a bit interesting. Like, I thought... Uh, Previously to seeing this movie, I thought they were just going to wake up and immediately like, no. like yeah. know what's yeah. going on. But yeah. no, they get ready. They go skiing. Like they're they're out gear. and about. Yeah. <laughs> they're full yeah. gear. They go, they go out there skiing and they're being all badass. And, yeah. and it's like, this is really weird. Yeah. And then they're like, this is really weird. Oh, okay. They did that on purpose. Like, we shouldn't be able to ski as well as we're, we're doing. It's because, yeah. So that is that was a really good kind of thing. And they were like, what is that one board thing that he's on? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm going to kick his ass. Yeah. <laughs> the bully from Karate Kid 3. I, I, what? That was actually a pretty funny reference that I didn't think, I didn't think something like that was going to happen. Mm. And then, sure enough. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> He says he's that blonde guy who's in all those in freaking Better Off Dead and in uh, One Crazy Summer. It's always that blonde guy. Yep, the the jerk white they, dude. They just all all those comedy writers got together and decided those wasps with the uh, their sweaters tied around their shoulders. Awesome. I still see people doing that sometimes, and I can't help but think you're a bad person. Yeah. <laughs> they're probably not. Like, like they're probably a good intention person. Maybe they're just warm, yeah. and they figure they drape their shoulder. No, no, it makes you look like a guy yeah. who's going to knock someone's teeth out and steal their wallet. Or you're yeah. like the yuppie asshole in the eighties. You don't deserve anything because I've got my sweater on my shoulder. You touched my car. <laughs> Now it's like a hipster thing. I mean, yeah. it kind of was hot for a second, and then it kind of faded out. Now it's more like '90s stuff that's cool. Mm. But yeah, the, they're the grunge. Yeah, the '90s came back in full force. Full force. I kept being like, "Oh, except for that one thing, isn't cool again yet?" And then now it is. Yeah, like, it's all it's all bad. I remember. The, I remember the campus horror was the. The, the uh, ladies' jumpsuits with the little snaps in the crotch oh, area. Yeah, the body she suits. pretty scared. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Those body suits. They're great, right? I don't know. Joel knows. I don't know nothing. Imagine wearing something that you have to completely remove to go to the bathroom. Yeah, not <laughs> no, cool. the one with the snaps. Cool. The one with the snaps, you're better off than... But you know what I hated was the stirrup pants that, like, used to go around your foot like you were a jockey or something. I saw those two once. I hate those. Oh, yeah. Those are back. I hate those. That's so weird. I have short legs, and those used to always come off in my shoe. And they'd just be some weird piece of elastic, like, that I'd have to walk on. <laughs> what a weird thing. Can, can we talk about... Um, being a prisoner in half li- uh, in, in second life, life yeah. real quick. <laughs> yeah. Is that okay with you guys? <laughs> yeah. Sure. Is that what uh, millennials do or whatever? I, is, that, is that what the hip kids are doing? I knew one guy. He recently passed away, though. But you know, I'm not trying to make fun of him. But he did play Second Life. Ah, I see. Uh, and but he really enjoyed 
vampires. So he played a vampire on Second Life. Oh, okay. Mm. You can be whatever you want to be, right? Exactly. You can be whatever you want. I know Warren Ellis was like really into it for a long time. I played Second Life for a little bit. Oh, for a hot second. Get out of here. Okay, later. (laughs) Judgy. No, I I, I played World of Warcraft like a cool kid. Oh my gosh, Fantagraphics just started following me back. Nice. (laughs) Moment. (laughs) Achievement. Sorry. Unlocked. (laughs) I won't do that. No, it's cool. It's It's cool. We're trying to be, you know, serious here about a, a very serious movie. And about, um... So that part where life. Craig Robinson was crying while he was banging that chick in the bathtub, that was funny. That was pretty uncomfortable, yeah. It was uncomfortable to view. I mean, I think it it's a weird mix of emotions, it don't matter who you are yeah. watching it. It's gonna be a strange one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I think that was, the, that was definitely the point, though. Yes. Yeah. The reveal, was- the reveal that he knew that his wife was cheating on him, uh, and that poor girl, that poor girl <laughs> who just just wanted to have a good time, and and now this guy's just melting down in that that <laughs> melting down in the bathtub. I check was Don Draper's wife on Mad Men. That's really weird to me. No, I knew I recognized her face. I was like, is she a model or like I just kind of recognized her from somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> or Megan had to do a hot tub time machine and do a scene like that. Hey man, did, I, did the ca- did did the check cash though? Is the real question. Who knows? Probably not. <laughs> How many years ago was this? Uh, twenty ten. Oh, so it's been six years since it came out. Yeah. When well, did Bad Men come out? When did that start? I want to say like two thousand seven or something oh, like that. Okay. Or, cool. Because they got you know they were like. A long time in between one or two seasons or something like that. I cool. can't remember. Maybe that's before she was on Mad Men. I'm sure it was. So, yeah. Yeah. Because she didn't come into like the third or fourth season, right? Oh, interesting. I, yeah. I, I haven't really seen Spoilers much Spoilers for Mad Men. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> mm-hmm. Awkward. Wait, wait. This Sorry, isn't within the decade rule, so we can't spoil this movie. Yeah. I'm just kidding. There's, what is there to spoil about that? <laughs> Whatever. Well, I, the title definitely kind of gives everything away. Yeah. There's no... There's a tub. There's a machine. machine. What else do you need to know? And it brings you back in time. Mm -hmm. I thought that it was going to all be fake. Like, I thought that they were going to be, like, pull the full hangover thing and be like, I gave us all drugs. Oh, they were on the roof of And... and I expected them to wake up in the hot tub and it was empty and there was going to be a dead raccoon at the end. And they just tripped or something. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's what I expected the ending to be in, like, yeah... Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what do you guys think about this time travel device? I mean... The hot tub malfunctions? My question is, would it have functioned as a time travel device if it had been any of the other hot tubs at the location? Because Chevy Chase does say that it has weird, like a, a different, unique uh, piece of hardware in the controls, but... No, dude, only room 420 can take you back. Yep. Oh, okay. Well. Yep. This this machine definitely works on a mystical <laughs> mystical angle. Maybe numer- like like Sarah mentioned numerology. Mm. Perhaps it is because of its room 420. Yes. So that's the reason why when you mix a um energy drink with a control panel, the number 4 the four elements. <laughs> right, right. 
the number 20. That's a two and a zero. Two times zero is zero. It is the end, the beginning, the alpha, the omega, the rebirth. Elements, rebirth. Yeah. Yeah. Also smoking pot. Illuminati. Illuminati. Mm-hmm. You got it. You, you cracked the uh, the code of the universe. You know everything that all stoners know now. I just got really tired. I think I thought too much. So, uh, what do you? Uh, what do you? Uh, what do you? What do you? What do you? Uh, that's a good question. Um, what am I? What do you want to say about? I'm this? a carbon-based life form. Who no, am I? I'll be what the judge of that. Um, Get onto the lab table. I am simply being. <laughs> simply the best. What do you guys think about the music? Pretty I, awesome. <laughs> I dug it. I dug it quite a bit. Yeah. I was going to look up all the uh, songs and uh, artists, but I thought I would just quiz you guys. Why don't you lay oh, it lay it down here? I what do we got? I, I um got Motley Crue. Yep. Mm-hmm. New Order. Obviously, Poison. Poison. <laughs> Talking Heads. Got um. What was that keyboard song that you were you were quizzing Joel on during the movie? The keyboard song. Oh yeah, that was um, that was New Order. Is that New Order? Yeah. Oh, okay. Bizarre Love Triangle. Mm. Yeah. Then um, I like that song. Me too. And then there was let's see, <sighs> Obsession. Oh yeah. Yep. There was. I feel like I was just singing along with songs the whole time, like without even really paying yeah. that much attention. It felt really natural, yeah. Mm-hmm. As good music does, Men Without Hats. Right, oh, safety yeah, Safety Dance. Dance. Yeah, there was. It says NSX was playing. Yeah, NXS. It was what you need. It was what you need. Mm-hmm. What you need. That's what it says. <laughs> dun, dun, Modern Love. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. And cool. what else did they have? They had Salt and Pepper. I don't remember that, but there was a lot going on. Played a couple like slow, like oh, monster ballads. When they were about to do the three way, he put on Foreigner. That's right. Oh yeah, yep. I want to know what love is. That is or like something. the least. I that mean, it turned it, out to be. We've actually had discussions about what the least romantic songs would be in that situation, not in a three-way situation. Oh. In a, in a, in a, uh, Joel, I don't think you discussed that with me. If, if, you were, if you were in the room with somebody you loved and you were getting close. Like, oh, I'll put on a song mm-hmm. for this romantic moment. Like, ooh, you touch my tra-la-la. Okay, we're not doing anything anymore. <laughs> Echo and the bunny, man. Bring on the dancing horses. There was a moment that was really high fidelity where John Cusack was like, no, you don't break up with me. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. That's not this how not this how goes. <laughs> yeah. You're going to get fat. <laughs> Fork to the face. Yeah. Cutting crew. Cutting crew does that one that's like, uh, I'm going to sound stupid now. No, you aren't. Which one is it? I just died in her arms tonight. I just tonight. died in her arms tonight. <laughs> Careless Whisper. I didn't hear Careless Whisper. Uh, it's when he has like a flashback. Oh, yeah. And he's like... <laughs> Jesse's Girl is what he sings on stage. That's right. Yep. Okay, so so this has been fun. Let's all go home. 
Okay. <laughs> there was there was a lot of good music as to be expected. Once in a lifetime. Yeah, they played Talking Heads do, do, at the do, do, end because he went back to his house do, 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 and do, do, do. it was not as beautiful house. Oh, that's right. A little that's too right. on the nose do, 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 do. for me. Yeah. That yeah. usage of that song. Yeah. I mean, that's how you. That's how you know somebody's really paying attention to the soundtrack. Right? <laughs> and that was my problem with that movie, The Way Way Back, because it had so many on the nose '80s songs that, like, really, like on top of it. This kid only listening exclusively to 80s, even though it was supposed to take place in modern time. They they just kept doing these things like uh, you, there's a, when he first like is riding his bike to go to that water park. The song is saying something about turning around and turning the corner and finding something new or something like that. And he goes around the corner and there's oh. the water park. Oh. Like, like oh, you're making me throw up in my mouth. But in Hot Tub Time Machine, it was only good stuff. That's right. Only good things happened. Right. Right. And I, it's kind of like Dude Wears My Car, too, which I've said before that I think Hangover is like a Dude Wears My Car. Yeah. It's yeah. rated R, Dude Wears My Car. Yeah. Dude what, Wears My Car is rated PG-13. Yep. What was like Dude Wears My Car before Dude Wears My Car? I don't think there was anything. <laughs> um, like that I chain mean, of events of like, oh, what did I do last night? Oh, like, like you the, have to the, try the, forget, and the wild forgetful night. Arnie, I mean... It's kind of just a bunch of dudes being like, oh... I, I can think of... <laughs> I saw a dude worse my car in the theater. I yeah, did, so did too! I. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw that. I remember Donkey Lips right there. I went yeah. with my cousin Vicky. Mm-hmm. I took my girlfriend at the time to go see that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was I thinking? <laughs> I mean, it was, it was dumb. It was fun. Whatever. Yes. It was... We were all young then. If only we could get into a hot tub and go back go and back watch and it again. It. Oh, no. Over and over. That would actually be really bad, don't you think? Yeah. To go back in time and have to relive stuff? That was my immediate reaction after John Cusack broke up with his girlfriend yeah. in the movie. I was like, oh, yeah, no. No, you wouldn't no, want to go I through all no. that stuff again. No, move on. Move forward. Yeah. I mean, the only person who really felt like he did want to go back was Rob Cordry's character. And he had, like, this misconception of the time. Like, he thought, I'm in the prime of life. No, you were getting your butt kicked and girls were rejecting you and your friends weren't there. So you felt let down. Like, that. that's like this moral story. It's not as good... Your glory time isn't as good as you remember, or something yep. like that, right? Your, your nostalgic memory of it is going to always be better than the mm-hmm. actual events. Yeah. So I, I wonder, remember being no. a badass in high school. Didn't I, actually I happen. wonder if, if Q, John Cusack's character actually did break up with his girlfriend, or if it actually did occur the way that it did, and he just, reme- just remembers it yeah, as? I do. Was feel, that the implication? I feel like it did happen originally that way, but she was also planning to break up with him, but she didn't. Like, the way it happened was like originally was she couldn't believe the gall of him breaking up with her. Mm. Yeah, and that's what and he that's had he this time. Stand, right. It was the other way around now. Yeah, yeah, this time he was like, wait a minute, no. Yeah. Like, it It kind of sucks to be dumped no matter what the situation is. Yeah. Like, even if you're, like, completely, like, okay with the idea of a relationship ending, it sucks to have somebody be like, yeah, I don't want to be with you. Yeah. So, I think that that Kind of, in a way, it was a really pure form of showing that. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
more so than I've seen in other movies. Mm-hmm. Cusack does good when you know when he when he gets when he's in that situation. He just he was snorting cocaine and crying in the corner, writing poetry, and mm-hmm. that could be read too. Smoking out, sweet child of mine was that? Yeah. <laughs> yes, that was that was a great line. Yeah, like, yeah you could read that up with the, the lyric or match it up with "Sweet Child of Mine." But, there yeah. were a couple of lines where I just busted out laughing. Yeah, <laughs> Ashley Ketcher is going to burst in the room right now. We're being punked. I, yeah. like, I like all the talk about the butterfly, uh, butterfly, butterfly, butterfly movie. Awesome movie. That was a like great the movie. Butterfly <laughs> effect, man. <laughs> Try again. Oh my gosh, <laughs> the butterfly! That reminded me of the We Hate Movies, <laughs> the We Hate Movies podcast that mm. we listened to. <laughs> The episode on the butterfly. I yeah, not to not to go off yeah. onto another podcast too much, but the stoners that came up with it. <sighs> okay, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what if, what if, what if the mailbox blew up and she had a baby? It <laughs> 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 was a baby, man. <laughs> yeah. It was like those. <laughs> it was like the conversation they were having about the movie, The Butterfly Effect, in yeah. this movie. Amazing. Yeah. I think that this wasn't the butterfly effect. I don't know why I have an accent now. Uh, in this movie, it was it was the squirrel effect. Oh, the squirrel effect! Because the totally. first thing that happens is he steps right on that butterfly, aka the squirrel, by projectile vomiting onto it. And then uh, later they almost fall on it when their skiing goes crazy, yep. but it comes back to bite them in the butt. And another part that made me laugh out loud, which I think I actually wrote down. Was that like a three-part setup? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. They did that a couple of times, okay. you know, like uh, the setup of the joke, especially with Crispin Glover uh, oh, yeah. eventually losing his arm. Because oh. it kept happening where it was like, ah, oh. That was good. That was good. That really did make the movie for me, though, because mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know if I'm into just seeing a bunch of dudes puke on each other. Yeah. For- or a bunch of unnecessary boobs or anything yeah. like that. Be- people give me a hard time when I say there's unnecessary boobs in this movie. And I'm not talking about like bros that are like, oh, dude, man, what? You don't like boobs or anything. I'm talking just like people like doesn't even bother me. Like, well, maybe you're not as sensitive to that. As yeah. I am, I, yeah. maybe I'm being overly sensitive. But no, like, no. I don't think movies need that. I don't, I don't know. I think that they they think by doing that that they'll get a certain amount of guys to come to the movies and see it or whatever. Yeah, probably. Like I'm not squeamish about nudity at all when it happens in movies, but I think that. It definitely happens more with the ladies than it does with the guys. That's what I was trying to get at, too. Yeah. yeah. Of course. It's, like, it's like supposed to be, like, it's nope. always sexualized, too. That's yep. the other thing. I don't really want to go into all the politics of, like, feminism, but, right. yeah, it's definitely, like, sometimes when you're watching it as a girl, you're like, this isn't meant for a girl as a three-dimensional person to, like, watch this and relate to. It's no. it's made for a dude. Yeah. They but- don't, they, don't, they don't reveal a person's breast for comedic effect. They show these guys, these guys' butts, and you're supposed to be mm-hmm. like, ha-ha, look at their butts and all that stuff. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, I think that 
it's something that maybe even in the last six years has changed a little bit more. The way people perceive this kind of humor and objectifying. Mm. Anyway, that's just so. my opinion. I think I, it has. I, I hope so. people are fighting back. Yeah. I think it has, actually, yeah. And I and I don't really care. I think that most of my friends have been guys in my whole life, and I'm really used to it. I'm really used to guy talk, and I'm really used to the whole thing. But, um, yeah, something about watching this movie just now made me think that if you'd watched it when it first came out, that you might have a different perception of it than you do like we did just watching it right now. Mm -hmm. I can see that. Yeah. I'm still surprised that I found any of it funny. Comparing it to The Hangover, I saw The Hangover in the theater, and I didn't laugh like at all and i thought maybe i was in a bad mood or something like that I don't, I don't know it was back when i was doing like a review blog and i was like wow that was a bad movie and then everyone was freaking out about how hilarious the hangover was and i i my reaction when i don't like something that is like extremely popular that everyone else likes is not like you guys are dumb. It's that, oh my God, there's something wrong with me. <laughs> so, so, uh, I wouldn't saw it again in the theater. And once again, it, it just did not have an effect on me. Like I don't, so that's kind of set this like standard for me. Like recent comedies just don't have very much of an effect on me. They can, it's like hard to get laughter out of stuff that I'm expecting. Mm. And I'm always expecting you know, something to be super obvious joke wise or something yeah, I like see that. So, so when this movie made me laugh a bunch of times, like the, the scene where Rob Cordry has, has thrown all caution to the wind. He's hanging out with uh, uh, Craig Robinson at the, the bar and they're placing bets on a football game that's going on right there. When their bet gets escalated to the point where somebody's going to get, you know, uh, Lachio. That's the male version, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. Somebody, somebody's going to get some fellatio here. Sorry, I'm not. <laughs> There's going to be fellatio in the house. <laughs> mama mia, mama mia, mama mia, fellatio. Anyway, uh, don't tell your kids what that means. When you're watching the football game and Aaron is like, oh, God, this is going to go wrong. And, you know, we're all like, this this is going to go bad. Like, somehow this is going to change, even though he knows that this is supposed to happen. And the way they did it in the movie was freaking hilarious. And that was like the third part of the squirrel joke. Did not expect that to happen. No, I did not. So that made me laugh pretty hard. I lost it, too. Like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and it wasn't, I don't think that just the appearance of the squirrel on the field to like mess up the football play would have gotten me laughing. Like, oh, good. Yes, the squirrel. On the commentary. The, the person said, the person said, what's that? A vermin? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like a vermin. <laughs> That's really good. That's good writing. <laughs> <laughs> good reaction good good timing on the joke and uh you know it, it leads up to the the gross out part that i think is is a different kind of humor which i don't find funny i don't know i'm just uh, i'm just explaining where i'm at here 
I don't know who did find that part funny. I mean, I, maybe maybe it's just me, but I don't I don't think that that was funny. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes, yeah, comedy. You know, it's just yeah, just is what it is. Sometimes, mm. and I'm not even going to try to justify it. Just you know, <laughs> some people, they, you have to push. I guess some sort of barrier needs to be pushed. I don't know. I'm I can't explain everything. No idea. What else do we have to talk about? <laughs> I don't know. Lizzie Kaplan? Yeah, Lizzie Kaplan is a pleasure to see. I really like Lizzie Kaplan in everything. I don't know how she's been able to make it in her career as far as she has, because I feel like there aren't really roles for women that aren't just like a total stereotype. And it seems like she goes out of her way to choose parts that are more um, complicated usually than just your average arm candy <laughs> in the movie. Right. And in this one, it was a little bit less than she usually does. She's usually more of a character that has more opinions and more intelligence that is being shown. But in this, I think, I just think she's a cool person. I don't know her, but I, she seems cool. Lizzie Wrighton. <laughs> yeah, I thought, you know, I, I'm we're both like John Cusack heads. Like we love his work up until recently. I don't, you know, I can't remember the last movie I saw with John Cusack in it. It might have been as far back as like Runaway Jury is the last thing I saw him in. I saw a Stephen King Cell movie. Oh, so yeah, Paper really Boy. recently. Oh yeah, Paper Boy. Oh man, that's so good. <laughs> that is a that is a big old steaming pile of awesomeness, Paperboy. I don't think I've seen that one. No, you should watch it. It's based okay. on the video game. Uh, yeah. You mean like the video game? Yeah. Da, 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 like, da. Like, da 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 da. You're throwing papers da, da, and stuff. Da, da, okay. Okay. Da, da, da. I, I have no idea. I'll file that under video game movies I didn't know that yeah. existed. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. He's joking. I think. What? Anyways, I, I the, the reason why I said that about John Cusack is because I almost want a movie of just him going back in time and dealing with that stuff and meeting Lizzie Kaplan and then seeing like a Groundhog Day situation going on there. Like, I would have enjoyed that because I John, like John Cusack's remake of Groundhog's Day would be awesome. Yeah. I yeah. agree with you. As far as remakes are concerned, I'd see that. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Me too. He's a fun actor. He's fun to watch. Mm -hmm. I was really glad he was in this movie. Yeah. I've seen things more recently that he was in. What was that other one? Adult World? Oh, yeah, Adult World. Yeah, see, the movie didn't even make that much of an impression on me, so I didn't I watched it a second it. time. Oh, fine. I, I liked it. Yeah, I guess. What other secrets are you keeping from me? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Is it Joel, Joel, Joel's hard and heavy on that. Being John Malkovich. This is watching a movie without him as a huge transgression. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, to be honest with you, I've also been like, yeah, but why would you? Aaron, you'll be happy to know that the movie Cell, it was actually the last movie he released. You're kidding so you've me. you've seen his Today. most recent movie, Today. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to say... It wasn't that good. No. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's really, it seems like it's really hard to do a Stephen King adaptation. Oh, Love and Mercy. 
We saw that. Yeah. Oh okay. my god, I loved that movie. Yeah, he was great in that. Not just him. No, no, no. I mean the the whole Paul movie all together was, good was in great. It, too. In that. Yeah. it was like well done. Yeah. Like man, that movie has the feels. Gives you the feels. You just like your heart hurts for Brian. It's crazy. I have you know. have you seen Love and Mercy? No. No, it's so you know good. what? It's like the the Brian Wilson Beach Boys oh. like uh, bio okay. biopic. Okay, I yeah. gotta see it now. It's really good. I do like Brian Wilson. Paul Giamatti is all like, "Come on, I'm gonna give you a career here, man." Oh, no, I don't know. What he that's says. cool though. He's like, I can see Paul Giamatti being pretty good. They're just rappers. Don't call me. Don't, don't call me the Rhino. Oh yeah, man. He's he's representing all kinds of musicians, isn't he? That's cool. And then That's he's cool. singing in uh, what's that movie I used to like? Uh, Rhino Records. Huh? <laughs> I can't remember. Duet. That's what it is. Yeah, he's. I think he's the doctor. And uh, yeah, he's. Yeah. Anyway, I ju- I just love. I love music, and I feel like that movie presented presented the way music can look to someone who's creative in a different way than I've seen it really look in a movie. Well, I'll yeah. have to check it out. Thank you. Definitely. But this movie, you might be okay without without watching it, right? No, no. It's not, I think, I it think might you not change your what life. What are you talking about? Hot tub chain, time machine has changed my <laughs> life. I'm sure I know people who have seen the movie. I haven't discussed it with anybody because I don't think it made a major impact on anybody. It's like the marketing campaign for it was so big that that that's what people were talking about. It's like, oh, man, like Craig Robinson looks at the camera and says, hot tub time machine, you know, breaking the fourth wall. It's like those moments in the trailer are what end up being what people remember about the movie. Yeah, yeah. And... Uh, like it kind of makes it like look like the the millennial guy is going to be way bigger of a character than he is. It's like being like, "Oh, this is stupid." Like, where are the cell phones? Where are the internet? Stuff like that. And it came up occasionally, but it it was actually way more nuanced than that. It wasn't just jokey hitting on the girl, asking her if he can text her later. Uh, right. Yeah, and that was like, are you on the internet at the very end, <laughs> yeah. very end of the movie? Like he almost has no, he almost has no plot line through. He's uh, he just uh, the implications of, of who his father is. Yeah, is the only story, a real storyline he has in this movie. Other than that, he's just the guy who's railroading the plot along. Yeah. Because he's like, I gotta go find this character. Because I might not exist. I gotta go find that character. Yeah. I gotta go find Yeah, him. we gotta get back to the right time period. Yep. So he's like, sort of part of Marty McFly in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's looking at a reflection of himself and he's disappearing like, oh no. Yeah, his mom didn't hit on him, though. So yeah, it's that's, true. I, I kind of expected her to do it, but she thought he was a total dork. Yeah, but his dad tried to get him to do a three-way. With that's fine. That. No. That's Sometimes okay. dads do that. It's not okay. Uh, I've seen 80s. <laughs> I know more now about Epi. <laughs> not, not my father. Oh, How dare snap. you? Uh, Aaron... I can't make fun of your family. <laughs> yeah, you can. They're all falling apart. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
I, I feel like that's like a honestly, I feel like that's like an eighties trope from certain kinds of action movies. Mm. Like my father trained me to fight and got me into the military. It took me to my first whorehouse or something like that and kind of thing. Like this is some sort of upgrade. Rite of, of passage. Yeah, rite of passage or, um, or manhood thing. That that's definitely one of the, the catch taglines for this sort of movie. The rite of passage into adulthood. I could see that totally. Yeah, it was. I mean, but they weren't ever bent at it. Like everybody was like too concerned with their own situation. Like everybody, Craig Craig Robinson's character, uh, Nick, like he's he was uh, in a band, and that never went anywhere. Which is is really funny because when he has a flashback, it's because he was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh no, it's because my wife made me quit all that stuff. It's like, no, you were really bad, apparently. But he has, I think he has the best, I think his part is the best in the movie. Like his yeah. story development and all that stuff. And even though he's calling a nine-year-old. And <laughs> oh my God, I own you. you were, yeah, that was rough. You were, was you rough. were upset. <laughs> yeah, that was. That's was, messed up. I wasn't <laughs> upset. I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny, too, but I also was like, if that happened in real life, it would not be funny. <laughs> yeah, no, of course not. Yeah. It's a darker side of comedy. Just get, like, some random phone call from someone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, traumatized his, his soon-to-be wife. and uh, <laughs> Who gave her the phone? <laughs> yeah, good point. Good point. Because her father later is like, who is this? You know, this doesn't concern you. Just give her the first place. I'm talking to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already cracking up. Yeah. <laughs> it's so messed up, I'm already cracking up. Yeah. He has, he has the funniest storyline. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Even uh, when he finally takes over the stage and, and breaks out the song, his thing, like, that's a good moment, too. He's I like- really, I really dislike that song, but. Oh. The Black Eyed Peas one? Yes. Yeah. What were you going to say? Oh, they're like, your hair looks like kid in play. And he's like, <laughs> that's actually two people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I see I didn't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a good one. <laughs> like, your hair looks like kid and or play. <laughs> that was such a good one. <laughs> <laughs> he looked like that kid from Hey Arnold. That's what he <laughs> oh, okay, I can see that. No, no football head. Yep. So there are funny moments. I think. I don't think it was like painful or anything this, like that. Th- this is a movie I'd watch again if I was staying at like a Marriott or a Motel Six, oh, and it was on. on it was on TV. I see. I'll watch it again. Mm. That's where I categorize this movie for me. Uh-huh. I feel like I'd watch it again if I was with friends that were watching it, but I don't know if I'd seek it out to watch it like independently on my own. That is also the situation that I would be if if friends were watching it, I would sit down and watch it with them. I wouldn't turn my nose up or anything like that, but I'm not going out of my you know, if somebody yeah. gives me a DVD copy, I'll be like, "Hey, thanks, guy." I mean, are there comedies that you can think of that like you like better than this one that have come out in recent years? Uh, Modern comedies. I mean, because this is a cocktail. We got a, we got a on purpose comedy, sci-fi, fantasy kind of movie, and usually we only get like yeah. funny because it's not supposed to be. 
Really? Right. <laughs> right, right. Ironically funny and therefore awesome. Uh-huh. So would you categorize this with, with like, weird science? You know? Or like I've weird- never seen weird science, so oh, okay. I wouldn't be able to. All right. Yeah, What it, what is that called? Because like- that's a comedy where they're, they yeah, use science sci-fi to... sci-fi comedy. Right? Yeah. No, I mean, like, the 80s, like, sex comedies. They're called 80s sex uh- comedies. <laughs> Is, is that the Netflix title? Yes. Like if I was scrolling through Netflix, like, you know, critically acclaimed eighties movies with that 80s comedies of the sexual with nature. Boobs with them. boobs <laughs> and three throw up scenes. Yeah. No, I do feel like the, yeah. Maybe they were trying to pay homage to that. Maybe I'm giving it not enough credit, but it seemed like there was a little bit of that, like I don't know. I mean, they they can't. It's impossible to touch that anymore without seeming gross. Yeah, like, yeah. you can't do. You know, the the closest anyone's got in years is probably like American, or, yeah, American Pie, right? To get to those weird like teen sex farce type things. Let's see. I'm looking at a list of comedies. The funniest one I've seen in recent time was The Greasy Strangler. Oh God. Uh, we're that, back. We're back. That movie made me laugh harder than I have. I laughed so too. Long, like to the point of tears. Uh, other than that, like it's got things like Inherent Vice, which is a funny movie, but is not inherently a comedy. Inherent Inherent Vice, inherently. inherently. Yes. And uh, like while we were young, that made me laugh. What we do in the shadows. What we do in the shadows. I mean, that's a farce. That is, that is a straight up yeah. like. Farce, nothing, nothing to take serious in it. I liked Spy. Spy was a comedy movie that came out recently, and I, I actually enjoyed that. I saw, it, it was yeah, the slapstick, you know. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it. I've seen. I saw part of it. Lego Movie. No. Yeah, yeah Lego, that was Lego, Lego Movie. That's really funny. funny. And some people think that The Wolf of Wall Street is comedy. Uh, I haven't seen that one yet. I think it's painful. I haven't seen that one yet. And then, like, I have to go all the way back to the world's end, you know, that's... Oh, that was a good one. Yeah. That was another kind of, like... Bro like up movie. Like a bunch well, of dudes getting together and doing... Comedy. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was gonna say. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't I don't think that movie is... I mean, do you think that movie was very bro-tastic? I mean, I know... Only in the, the sense that they were... It was just a bunch of guys getting together to a hang little out. But bit. I, mean, I mean, I guess... The that- Rosamund Pike... I guess it wasn't. It She's didn't have. Person. It didn't have the same. <laughs> I guess it didn't have the same sexual nature, though. Yeah, they weren't. Out they were just going to get, to get drunk. Maybe it's the British version. <laughs> oh, yeah, more proper. Yeah. More proper. British yeah. people right. don't don't want to have sexual mm. relations. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I do think that it's not as. It's got Mister Norrell in it. Hey, I like Edgar Wright. I hope I hope he makes more movies. Yeah. I really like him. He's working on something. Good. Because I heard him talking, or I saw him talking about it on Twitter. Twitter. I do follow him on Twitter as well. Grasshopper Jungle? Is that what it's called? No. It's something else. Is he doing like a driving movie or racing type style movie? Yeah. uh, Not like a NASCAR, but like, you know, some sort of... The story of Ricky Bobby? No. No. Dear God. No, I (laughs) don't. Ricky Booby. <laughs> I've not seen that movie either. Because, you no, I don't. Will Ferrell 
and I don't oh, right. you match guys, up most oil, of the Oil time. and water. I understand. I mean, there's some, I like Will Ferrell. I don't find his movies funny. Mm. It's, it's this weird. That's okay. It doesn't okay. make any sense. Like, why, uh, you know, how do you, it's like what I was talking about before. Like, I like Kevin Smith. I don't like any of his movies anymore. Mm. Yeah. And sometimes he's got a really bad attitude and he's a terrible comic book writer, but I like Kevin Smith. <laughs> Come on the show, Kevin. Let's talk about it. I I love Kevin Smith movies. Uh-huh. Me too. I was such a hardcore Kevin Smith Mall fan. Okay, we're going to watch Yoga Hosers. And we're going to watch oh, Clerks 2. We're going to watch Tusk. In the uh, 90s. Movies oh, seen. in the 90s. Okay. In the 90s, I was such a big fan of Mallrats. Mallrats, Clerks, I Dogma, and Chasing Amy. Went onto the internet. The internet. And I found View Askew. Uh-huh. And I got a pre-release script of Dogma. Whoa. Printed it out and read it before it came out. That's an obsession. That's awesome. That's how into Kevin Smith I was. Mm. And I will say that in recent years, maybe his persona has been obnoxious, but back then it was like you didn't really know that much about a person that was involved in that kind of stuff. Right, because it wasn't that much like... Publicity all the, all and all the this time. stuff. Yeah. Like, we can see this person out all the time. Their opinions are everywhere. Yeah. 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 Whatever. They were kind yeah. of in the shadows. Like, right. the person who did that kind of stuff wouldn't be, like, online. I mean, back then it wasn't time even. before social media. Yeah. I'm old, but. <laughs> he was on a message board. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I, I downloaded, I, I printed out the whole script of Star Trek Generations. Really? Yeah, on a dot matrix printer. That's awesome. Wow. Wow. That's commitment. A lot of noise, man. That's a lot commitment. Of noise. <laughs> so you had to like peel off the, the edges. The no, I kept them on because I always thought they were cool. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I like, like that. Oh yeah, my gosh. They were all folded. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah. I used to like to peel the edges off of That's those cool. things. Yeah. That's a cool 80s thing. I dot had to, matrix printers. I had to like replace a maintenance kit in a dot matrix printer in the last two years. I missed really? the noise. I miss like, yeah. the dot matrix printer. Like, like, at, a, at a Walmart, they were still using a dot matrix printer for uh, some sort of inventory thing. And I was like, holy crap. <laughs> I, miss, I miss that sound. It was like a new part for this dot matrix printer. I was like, do I even do I, I mess do I with it? It's it? going to fall apart. <laughs> like, you know, it was a super easy install, but I was like, wow. That'd be funny if, like, <laughs> they start making sound machine so you can go to sleep that sounds um, like a dot yeah. matrix. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I want the Epson printer sound, startup sound. Uh, welcome to the Michael Winslow sound uh, not podcast, where we only do sound effects. Printer podcast. I'll to, Sarah, I'll have, send, I'll have to send you some links. There are some people that have taken um, floppy disk mach- uh, machines and made uh, Radiohead music out of it. Oh, yeah. Or, or covers. Oh, so cool. I'll, I'll send you some links. I've yeah. seen that before. Yeah. So, we're all middling on yep. the movie. Yeah. I think we're done. You should yeah. watch it if you're interested in that kind of stuff. <laughs> I th- I think that it was a movie I was destined to see at some point in time, and I'm glad I have seen it, but I definitely, I don't think you're going to be missing much if you don't watch it. No, yeah. I wouldn't worry too much about it. 
But you know, it, you, honestly, if you see the Watch trailer you for it, yeah. you're gonna, you're going to know whether you're going to want to see it or not. That's that's the way I think of it. Yeah. Watch what you want to exactly, watch. Exactly, exactly. All right, so next week, I think we're going to be watching a... We we ran a poll on the website, or on the website, on Facebook, and the choice that was selected by our listeners was to watch a science fiction or fantasy Christmas movie. Luckily, fantasy Christmas movies are, are pretty handily available, but I think I want we should... Talk about it and see if we can find something special to discuss. Okay. So that'll be in the next episode. And I've already uh, done the randomizer for the episode after that. And you'll be excited to know that uh, the randomizer chose Zardoz. Oh, my gosh. So that's what's happening after <laughs> Christmas break. Awesome. You're uh, kidding me. No, You're I'm, I'm me. not kidding you. Oh, my gosh. Uh Mary, it's, it's a it's a Christmas gift, yeah, for everyone. Like when it did, like usually, uh, this is a, <laughs> the way that the randomizer works is uh, I s- narrow it down by decade and then by year, and then usually I have to spend a while going through all the options because things are just not available. Sure, sure. Oh, this time the very first thing was Zardoz. I was like, wow. Oh. Okay, well, I guess it's meant to be. <laughs> That's oh, how yeah. exciting! Yeah. How exciting! Can't wait to talk about the sexual politics in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, guys, I know you like lessons, so I'm gonna ask you for a lesson that you learned from Hot Tub Time Machine. Oh no! Okay, which <laughs> yes, okay. It's, it's difficult. I know. Oh, I know. No. I know. You'll do your best, but don't don't even worry. Okay, don't okay. even worry. It's going to be fine. Let me read this outro stuff. It'll give you plenty of time to think something up. Okay. Email any suggestions or comments you have to please don't podcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or the podcatcher of your choice. We're on iPhone, Android, you name it. We're on there. Like us on Facebook. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash pdsmios. If you subscribe to us on iTunes, please leave us a star or written rating. We'd really appreciate that. It increases our visibility on iTunes. More listeners equals more happiness. Thanks to David DeRoy for our theme music, Jed Dowtry for our podcast logo, and to Spencer Seams, our family, and our friends for all the support. We couldn't do what we do without you, which is this, a podcast. Hooray. Please don't send me in outer space as a proud member of the Ear Trumpet Audio Network. Ear Trumpet Audio features such shows as The Realist, which I mentioned last week, and this week I want to talk about Taxes and Tater Tots. Three funny college friends in their late to very late 20s to early 30s are (laughs) taking on maturity, kicking, and screaming. Every episode they discuss a different aspect of growing up and how they can do it without having to become adults. I listen to this show, and I uh, enjoy it every time. These guys have a very dry wit about them. They don't care about making fun of each other, and they, they've talked about a bunch of different things that we've all had to deal with as adults. Their last episode was on robots, and it was very good. I recommend that. Taxes and Tater Tats, available on iTunes, you name it. Anything else you guys want to plug or anything like that? I want to plug our listeners. I think they're, I think they're cool. <laughs> you want to plug our listeners? You want to shoot them in the street like no. Batman's parents? 
Oh man, how dare you? You uh, you changed the narrative on there oh, real God. quick for me. <laughs> <laughs> I guess my my plug was more of a a, a thanks. I guess sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I live and work at a artist community in Ventura, California, and I'm currently a secretary on the council that's basically the steering committee of our entire facility, and it's all voluntary. We each have our own studios and houses here, but if you are in the giving spirit, because it's close to the holidays, this is a nonprofit organization. And if you're interested in contributing to our nonprofit organization, which provides art for the community and public events, it's at waveartists.com. And you can just check out any of the contact information, but I would recommend the property manager contacting him and making a contribution. And if you're friends with me on Facebook or if you want to friend me on Facebook, I have a link to a way to donate online as well. So that's that's W-A-V artists with an S dot com? Yeah, W-A-V artist with an S at the end dot com. Some of the information's on the website. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, lessons. Don't don't even don't even joke around here. Okay, this is an important movie and this is an important feature of the podcast. Because they don't want to walk away having listened to this, especially if they didn't watch the movie. They don't want to know that we've wasted our an hour and 40 minutes watching that piece of, you know, movie. <laughs> well, you, yes. What my, you got? my lesson from this movie is oh. mm -hmm. what, I've, what I've learned okay. is that uh, maybe sometimes there's just certain things that you don't want to know about your parents. <laughs> Because, man, that kid was horrified Truth. when he found out <laughs> his, parent, his mom was, like, doing drugs. You know, just all sorts of things. Yeah. And you know what? That's okay. I think I think it's okay not to know everything. Better off. Yes. Yeah. Mm. That's my lesson from this movie. <laughs> my lesson for this movie is be a dude. I think you've had a lesson similar to that. That was, don't be a woman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This time, I'm not going to say it sucks to be a girl. I'm going to say it's cool to be a guy. <laughs> so if you can be a guy, be a guy. Yeah. And in this world of uh, a fluid a gender, it is possible for anyone to be a guy who wants to be a guy. I, th I think that... Um, Identity rights. In this movie... The dudes are having a good time. Yes. That's all I'm going to say. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Not that one guy. He was crying. You know, should have been should have been a good time. But he was crying. Anyway, my lesson is that if a dead animal in a bathing area isn't a deal breaker for you, you need to inspect your priorities. <laughs> because I personally, even after cleaning out. That raccoon corpse, I, you know, I'm just not going to touch that hot tub. I, I wouldn't be there. There's you know, not enough alcohol in the universe. Yeah. Did you guys have <laughs> friends with hot tubs at all? Uh, Like, I, stayed, I didn't didn't have a close friend. I stayed friend. in a hotel room once in the hot tub. It That's pretty cool. It seemed like every time there were hot tubs, there was like somebody being like, oh, there's frogs. I got into the... <laughs> 
got into the trap and we got to clean it out again. It's like every time I knew somebody that had a hot tub, I'd be like, oh, yes, we get to get into the hot tub. And they're like, oh, no, there was frogs in there. And it's like, (laughs) what the heck? No, I don't want to be in a germy, gross, like, thing. Yeah, you know, Shane has that pool and there's been times where there there were, like, gophers in the the trap. Like, they had to clean out. Maybe a hot tub's just better if it's inside. Or covered. I mean... Yeah. An, an internal hot tub as, as opposed to an external? Yeah, like put a nice little... I mean, you want to have the nice stars and stuff like that. I see. But yes, there should be thorough cleaning and thorough covering. And no frogs or raccoons. We'll see you next week, folks. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. EarTrumpetAudio.com Ideas and entertainment. Loud and clear.